The Striker Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on July 13th where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app now live in the App Store or Google Play Store. everyone to the Striker Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Waddy Watton. I'm joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. The date of recording is Wednesday, July 7th. Big fights coming up this weekend. UFC, we're going to break them all down. Mark, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You excited? I'm excited. This is a change of pace. We yeah. spent the last month pretty much exclusively talking about strikers on the football pitch. Yeah, now it's time to talk about the the strikers. Strikers Strikers in the cage. In the octagon. And what a way to bring back the fight show. Hell yeah. With McGregor himself. With the the notorious one himself. So glad that he lost the second fight. Should we get to see him again? (laughs) Last time we had to wait like two years. Thank goodness for that. Um, Yeah, definitely definitely an interesting interesting show ahead here. Uh, We're going to break down all the fights on the main card. We're going to make our picks um as you mentioned we've just been doing euro 2020 uh we're doing a a podcast for each match day a podcast for each round of the knockout stages just finished recording our finals podcast so check that out if you haven't yet uh but we're back on the fight game which is exciting for sure we haven't done one since ufc 263 of course between adesanya and vittori so let's take a quick glimpse back in time here mark it's time to go over our picks. It's time for Financial Investing 101. Because all we care about is getting fucking rich. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Financial Investing 101. Fucking thing sucks. These fights feel like they were years ago now by this time, Mark. But uh, we'll go ahead and briefly go over how they went. How did we do? Did we, did we make some profit? Uh, I did make some profit. I had a uh, Craig Hill upset. Or, sorry, Paul Craig upset Paul Craig over upset. Jamal Hill. That's right. Yep. Pardon me. Armbar. <laughs> Arm Nas- snap. <laughs> nasty armbar. Yes. A wild one. Yes, I would say was. we don't need to cover anything about this fight card in depth <laughs> other than this. was just like <laughs> this armbar. It was Jamal Hill's arm elbow going reverse. The wasn't, reverse he option. dislocated his elbow, and it was like hanging. Which was almost made it grosser. You know what I mean? It was literally yeah. like hanging out of place. It was crazy. Like a, it was like, flopping it, around it, like a fish. It was like a, it was like a log in a in a tote bag yeah, or something. It was wild. And then it was hilarious because like Jamal Hill was like dangling there, like still trying to use it, like <laughs> flopping around. 
<laughs> Obviously, that didn't go very well. Oh yeah. So Craig Hill got got or Craig Paul Craig got the got the win. Well, over obviously, Hill. we we watched that uh, we watched that car with some of my family, and that was my family's introduction to the UFC. Was just <laughs> yeah. Oh my guys God, arm just belt bent backwards and flopping. And then around. did you see when they they brought so him perfect. back in for the arm raising, and his arm started <laughs> slipping back out yeah, of like his yeah yeah out of the socket. socket. And it's so like, they dude, rushed him off. Someone like, hold get on out to of that. Here. Oh God, it was like so gross for but sure. But apparently they knocked it back in backstage. Yeah. He's, he's fine. Right. So anyway, great pick on Paul Craig. Yeah, the huge underdog. It's like a plus two thirty. Yeah, the, the bear Jew coming through. And then there we had uh, Bilal Muhammad. Yes, beating Damian Maya. That was a boring fight, but he got the job done. Yeah, it's never boring with money on the line. Yeah, it's true. We made made some money on a, a pretty juicy favorite there. Here but. was a crazy one though. Yes, <laughs> Leon Edwards. This was a little nerve against Nate Diaz. Yeah. Edwards. Yeah. Just, Manhandling him all again. We said that this was going the distance. Yeah, he's gonna crush him. And uh, yeah. it did go the distance. And in like the last 15 seconds, Diaz just hits him with a shot out of nowhere. Crazy. Wobbles Edwards, starts Crazy. running away. Could've, it was like I was like, the oh fight. my god, yeah. that was close. Yes, that was scary. But it was not to be. Thankfully, no. Leon Edwards wins. He was like a minus five twenty. He wins. He wins the fight. Uh, he might lose. Have lost a little pride there. And uh, you know. Yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't a good look after everything that he yeah. did. But uh but yes, he still he still won the fight for sure. Yeah, and he'll get uh he'll get the well he'll he'll get the winner of one of today or he'll get, he'll get the he'll winner get a, of one of today's fights, right? The welterweight yeah, today. Yeah, he'll get the winner of probably Thompson and Burns um because Covington is next in line for the title shot at Usman in the rematch we're all anticipating so much. Anyway, that was an interesting one. Uh Figueredo loses to Moreno. Uh Figueroa just didn't look himself, to no. be honest. Just didn't look like he. He got had completely it. dominated. He just didn't look like he had it that day. So I don't know if it might have been a weight cut issue. They always talk about how hard it is for him to get down that low to 125. I don't know what it was, but anyway, props where they're due to Brandon Moreno, who came out and put on a, a fantastic performance, sinking in a rear naked choke to become uh, the U.S. Uh, UFC champion for the flyweights, uh, representing Mexico. And I think awesome. we'll look back on that as like Mexicans are big on the fight, like it's big in boxing. And yes, stuff, you yeah, know, like yeah, it is. Yep, a lot of big Mexican boxers. Yeah, now, so yeah, now they've got yeah. a guy like Moreno who's like perfect, this funny, like charismatic yeah, dude. Totally looks like he's young. He'll probably be up at the top for a while. Yeah, get some kids into the UFC down for in sure. Mexico. Definitely good for the program there. And then last but not least, I mean, a fight we broke down so much and talked about so much was just uh, it was hilarious and it was kind of how we expected it to go. But Adesanya styles all over. Marvin Vittori uh, with a dominant performance um, and just, yeah. Just Depends who you apart. ask. Depends who you ask. <laughs> you ask Marvin. Yeah, if you ask Marvin, he uh, dominated the fight and got robbed. <laughs> it's just so funny. I don't I mean, like some of the things. It was literally uh, a 50-45 so score. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the first round maybe because he had the takedown and then he dominated him on the ground a bit. But like <sighs> other than that, it was, it was nothing. It was Wild. funny because like his coach – against the fence was saying like you need to be more aggressive like yeah. you're losing and yeah, marvin's yeah, yeah. being like i'm not losing <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make any adjustments because he didn't believe he was losing it was a bit it was an issue you know what i mean like if he was more if he was more aware of how the fight was going he might have like blitzed adesanya a little more in the end and taken some risks taking some chances not saying they would have worked but i'm just saying he would have taken some more chances but he literally was like writing out the fight because he thought he he thought it was close or at least thought it was close anyway yeah head scratcher head he did scratcher. admit after he was like i guess i lost or yeah, whatever in some so. interviews so uh hey, he got the dolce and gabbana sponsor yeah he so. did so he's really Who's a winner the, yeah. he's a winner real, he's a winner in our book for sure um anyways uh that is neither here nor there you ended up with what plus 237 in profits yeah which is great 
Um, I ended up plus 137. Uh, I had Jamal Hill beating Paul Craig, but you took that shot on the bear Jew that came out profitable. So good work there from you. Good work from both of us to come up up. And uh, let's try to do it again this week. UFC 264. Let's go ahead and dive into it, Mark. Uh, the first fight of the main card is one I'm perhaps the most excited to talk about out of all of them. It's Sugar Sean O'Malley, a ridiculous minus 900 favorite. He takes on Chris Moutinho, a fella making his UFC debut. And what a tough person to make your UFC debut against. Uh, he is priced at plus 550. Um, a little bit of backstory here. Uh, O'Malley had a better opponent who uh, pulled out. Uh, Luis Smolka had to pull out with a staph infection. Uh, they were trying to find a replacement for, for O'Malley last week. Um, some guys threw their name in the hat on Twitter saying they could do it. Um, some decent-sized names in the bantamweight division. He uh, tried to get Ricky Simon, who's a, who's a pretty solid fighter um, in the division, he couldn't make the weight. He wanted to do 145. Sean O'Malley wanted to keep it at 135. So it turns out, I guess, no one could really make the weight that was at the top of that division. So they dive into some smaller promotions and pull up Chris Motinho, who decides to take this opportunity on short notice against the Sugar Show. Such short notice wow. that apparently Dana White didn't have time to snap his photo for the website. Oh, poor guy. Is he, is he have no photo up? <laughs> no, no oh, picture. shoot. I don't know a thing about this guy. I don't they, know what yeah. he looks like. Yeah, we can't we can't put a guy on the main card of, of Poirier McGregor 3 and he doesn't have a photo. You know what I mean? We can't be, we can't be doing that. No, that's poor guy. Bushly. Yeah, that's 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 unfortunate. I mean, he hasn't had time to go get his official UFC picture taken. You'd think that'd be like kind of high on the priority Like, we got to get this you know? done fast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> yeah. Just take I, a picture I, on the iPhone and yeah. text it to whoever is yeah, doing that at the UFC. Uh, I watched the uh, interviews between these two today, and, and uh, it definitely felt like, I mean, the guy has confidence. All you, all MMA fighters do, like, they believe they can get it done, but I feel like he kind of knows. You know what I mean? I Maybe like he, he pulls off knows. a he pulls a Michael Chandler. There's just no way. <laughs> There's just no way. Um, anyway, to go ahead and, and dive into the picks here and break down the fight a little bit more. Sean O'Malley is just an unbelievably good striker, incredibly rangy, uh, huge right hand, uh, good kicks as well. Um, he's just looked he's looked pretty much unstoppable except for his loss to Cheeto Vera, uh, where he had a kind of freak nerve injury happen to his leg that, that, that brought him down and he lost the fight on the ground. But anyway, um, everyone wants to see him fight a wrestler or grappler. Everyone wants to see him pushed and challenged in that way. But dropping down to a promotion of the level that this guy's coming from, I don't think is the answer going to provide him any trouble. I think it's probably a recipe for another highlight reel knockout, Mark. Is the that what you expect Godfather to see? Godfather knockout last That's right. That's right. Last fight against Almeida. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, he knocked him out, let him lay there for Physical a bit. advantages, too, here. Sean O'Malley, he's always on the tall end of this division oh, at 5'11". Oh, he's 11, tall and long. So he's got a 4-inch height advantage and a 5-inch yep. reach, which is going to be huge. Yep. And here's something crazy the on the UFC website. I just color. went to go look and go see. If they, I, I was like, maybe they uploaded his photo in the last 24 hours. <laughs> they didn't. But you know what else they didn't update is his leg reach. According to the UFC website that I'm looking at right now, I'll turn my monitor and you can I see, see it. I see, yeah. Okay. Sean O'Malley's got a 40-inch <laughs> leg reach. And apparently Moutinho has zero inches. <laughs> it just says zero. Why does it say zero? I, I, I'm yet to see a photo of this guy. Does he have both legs? You it's tell just, me. It's just You've seen him at the press conference. He's sitting at a table. We cannot confirm that this guy has a front leg, right? No, I can't confirm. Based on, based on the information that's uh, being put out by the Ultimate Fighting Championship. 
it's this, just it's the, just a silhouette. No other website. source that you need for official measurements. Yeah, that's that's so funny that it says zero instead of saying that. <laughs> minus nine hundred. He's fighting a he's fighting a, a amputee. Yeah. <laughs> nine, minus nine hundred favorite is one of the biggest favorites you'll see on a main card. You may want to go into the props here. Yeah, let's dive into the props. Um, let's see. Let's take a look at it. You can do O'Malley. Uh, I mean, by knockout even is still juicy, but if you go into round by round, you could do an O'Malley knockout in round one for for minus 110, which is so funny to say. That's insane, <laughs> dude. Minus 110 for a first round knockout. I uh, like the round two. Round two plus 300. Round three, uh, or let's see. Yeah, round three plus 375. Um, O'Malley said round two. He did. At the end of his interview today, as he was getting up, he went round two KO. We put the mic down. And a, a KO or TKO in round two is plus 375. Yeah, I think there's value there as well. Um, I'm, that's oh, that I like that because I feel like Moutinho making his debut, obviously he's such a big underdog. He's going to be like just a very defensive first round feeling it he's out gonna, yeah, he's, he's not gonna, gonna do not anything do any risks but yes. he'll just be like yeah like, let me just sit in there for five minutes get around and see what under, get around under your belt and then the sure. second round be like hey maybe i can do something and then o'malley's yeah. just gonna whoop his ass yeah i agree I and think... we can all move on with our lives <laughs> i think and round two is probably moutinho it. can go get a leg uh... go get a leg attached to his butt <laughs> zero inch leg reach. yeah sean o'malley inside distance minus 400 sean o'malley by decision plus 450 it's just he's gonna knock him out um i don't know what else to what else to say for this one? So we're both on Sean O'Malley on second round, uh, taking a shot there, plus 385. Um, you can just take him by KO, minus 400, if you want to be a little safer. Um, I'm going round two, plus 300. Yep. Knockout. Uh, round two, knockout, plus 375. Yep. Sounds good to me. Round two, knockout, plus 375 is the official pick for that one. Next one, we jump over to uh, women's bantamweight division, the number four ranked Irene Aldana is a minus 120 favorite against the number five ranked Yana Kunitskaya, who's at even money. Aldana is a solid fighter who uh, was moving uh, up the division here and was uh, given Holly Holm as an opponent, uh, someone we've talked about on the show before, uh, and lost a unanimous decision to Holly Holm. Uh, so that was kind of a, a setback of the, uh, of the momentum that she'd gained prior to that. Uh, and now she fights Kunitskaya, who's also been on a tear recently. Uh, very evenly matched fight. That's why it's basically a pick 'em, uh, a coin flip, if you will. Um, so it's hard to kind of handicap this one. I think it'll be a stand-up fight. I think it'll go to decision. Um, I think Aldana ends up outpointing her opponent in the end. So I'm gonna take Aldana uh, at minus one. What was it? Minus 120 uh, is my pick for this one. Um, I mean, they're both literally like mirrors uh, here. Uh, it looks Ald to me. Aldana 33, uh, Kunitskaya 31. They're both. There's only there's three inch d difference. They have the exact same reach. Uh, yeah. It looks to me like Kunitskaya is like a little bit more favoring her wrestling. A little bit, yes. But, but the takedown defense. Exactly. The takedown defense of Aldana, of Aldana is too good. Yeah, it's it's uh, high. It's 93. percent So it could come. It could get interesting if Kunitskaya is is able to secure a takedown and and win a round by just controlling on the ground. You know, like staying on top, and then Aldana needs to to win two rounds. That could, that's where it could get interesting. Um, but I definitely think that that uh, I think Aldania is a little bit better overall, but, but you're right. Um, this could easily be, I mean, it's a pick em fight. It is kind of a strike striker versus grappler, but Kunitskaya has proven that she can strike as well. So um, I'm going to take Aldana. Uh, I think you could also take her by decision at plus plus one sixty. I think this fight definitely goes to a decision. Um, so there's that. Um, 
Yeah, over two and a half is minus three fifty. Wow. I'm just gonna take Aldana and money line minus one twenty. Yeah, minus two seventy five. Uh, fight going the distance. If you want a safe pick, I'd say fight goes the distance. Yes, at minus two seventy five would be the safest one. But we're both going to lean and take Irene Aldana uh, to get the job done at minus one twenty. Moving on to the heavyweights, the big boys. This is an exciting one. Uh, Ty Tuivasa. The Shuey man himself at minus 140. He takes on former NFL player Greg Hardy, a plus 115 dog. Uh, would you ever attempt a Shuey? I have. You've done a Shuey? Yeah, I've done one like way before. That's disgusting. Right before Shuey Vasa, as they call him, <laughs> made it popular amongst the MMA community. Wow. Did, did people spit in it? Or? It's an Australian thing. Right. So it was uh, my freshman year of college. Yeah. So it was like a good seven years ago. Six, seven years. It was like around that time. I mean, it was my sophomore year because the house that we lived in together, mm-hmm. it was the summer that I moved into that house ah. before you were there. So I was Wires like, I was around. Yeah, like 2015. Did, did you, did, was it spit it's into? Disgusting. Or was it no, just, it was out just of the shoe? beer into the shoe. Okay. So gross. Because he does it where people spit into it. They pour the beer in the shoe and then he has everyone present spit into the i didn't do that and then he drinks it i have a video of it i should try and pull it up but i was like with an it's an australian thing i was with an australian guy and he was like yeah like you should do a shoey oh it's disgusting it doesn't taste bad (laughs) (laughs) i did not use a clean shoe i can tell you that much (laughs) there's no such thing as a clean shoe unless it's never been worn before but uh yeah definitely um definitely interesting in terms of this fight i found the video i'm just gonna play it into the microphone go ahead Oh, it's got a load. Here this it is. is. Mark Glass doing a shoey. Oh, he is pretty. It exists, yeah, shoey. <laughs> October, October 1st, 2015. Shoey for the so boys. So I'd say I invented the shoey. <laughs> before it was cool. I was doing the shoey years before yeah. tied to Ivasa. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, okay. That was cool. Just saying. Wow, I can't believe how fast you pulled that up on your phone. That was kind of crazy. We did not prep for that at all, and you literally had it ready to go. You must have it bookmarked or something, that video of the of the shoey <laughs> going on. Um, tied to Ivasa uh, is a minus 140 favorite. He's got, he's got dynamite hands. He's a fat... Australian guy, um, and he hits like a truck, and that's typically how he fights. Is he gets into boxing exchanges uh, and either puts guys away or just outpoints them. But his fights tend to be bloody; they tend to be exciting, um, and they tend to be stand-up wars. Where this fight could be interesting is if Greg Hardy comes into it and says, "I don't really want anything to do with exchanging with Tai Tuivasa, and I'd rather take him down." That's where it could get interesting. I mean, Tai Tuivas is involved with a great training camp in Australia. He trains with uh, Rob Whitaker's guys down mm-hmm. there. Um, and he says he works on wrestling constantly. But why would you try to wrestle if you have hands like I do, which makes sense. But uh, so I I would love to see Tai Tuivas just knock Greg Hardy out. I'd love them to get in some exchanges and see that happen. Um, but I am a little bit nervous about Greg Hardy turning this into a grappling uh, type of fight. And Greg Hardy, I mean, all due respect, he's not a great grappler by any means or a great guy or a great guy by any means. Um, uh, but I don't think he's gonna, yeah, I think if, if he does get it to the ground, I think Tai Tuivasa can survive. Like, I don't think he'll get finished on the ground. So I'm basically banking on the fact that if Greg Hardy gets a takedown, Tai Tuivasa will survive the assault and then come back and still have a chance to knock him out or outpoint him on the feet. So for that reason, I'm going to lean with the favorite Tai Tuivasa bam bam himself at minus 140 your thoughts on that yeah i'm gonna go with him too honestly i just think greg hardy has just been he's been living off his name for the last few yeah, years he, he was really like he was the pro bowl yeah nfl player yeah that beat up his wife yeah. or his girlfriend and 
got caught with a bunch of cocaine, yeah. got kicked out of the league. And then, and like, then came okay, over to the UFC. Yeah, and they're like, oh, wow, classic. Greg Hardy's going to the UFC. Right, right. And they've been giving him fights. Like, he's 7-3, and three, Yeah. right? Seven, and they've three, been giving him one. fights where he's not going to get killed. This is kind of the first one where it's like, oh, you might get you might get seriously hurt here. So, you know, that would be... Yeah, Tuivas is like an actual, legit, like, potential contender in the yeah, heavyweight division. Yeah, like, he's a f- obviously, like, several fights away. Yep. More than that. He's, like, a good, like, eight or nine fights off, probably. But, like, he's someone that the UFC really likes. And so, yeah. I think this is a good marketing fight. Especially, like, you look at two unranked heavyweights on this card. This is the biggest card of the year. Yep. Yeah. And that's because... They want to shine light on tie. Yeah, they, they want to show him. Definitely. So I'm going to take that's a money a good, line. That's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a good addition for sure. I'm sure the Nelk boys will be in attendance ready to just pop a shoey with Tuivasa after he wins. He loves to do it uh, on, on his walk back to the locker room. So keep eye, keep an eye out for that. But uh, I definitely also hope that he wins here. Um, Ty Tuivasa minus 140 is the pick. Into the co-main event, welterweights. Very important fight between the number four ranked Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, he's a minus 165 favorite. He takes on the number two ranked Gilbert Burns, plus 135 as the dog coming off of his uh, title shot loss to Kamara Usman. Um, Wonderboy Thompson has been doing, I mean, he's been fighting the UFC for what feels like forever and just doing the exact same fighting style and thing every single time, and it works. He just, It's been like nine years. He's an unbelievable karate-style fighter who just uh, has unbelievable striking, unbelievable kicks. And can an unbelievable movement, more importantly, perhaps than all those, where he's just able to circle the cage, do damage, and avoid getting hit. Other than, of course, against Sergio Perez or Pettis, where he did get caught. Um, yeah, he he he's a really fun, exciting guy to watch. Um, and I think stylistically, this is honestly one of the picks I'm more confident in. Um, I really like Stephen Thompson at minus one sixty-five. I think uh, Gilbert Burns proved to go on a great run um he's got great jujitsu that was his base that was the how he started his ufc career and then he started to combine elements of power with that big knockout over damian maya and he even clipped and hurt uzman in the title fight which was interesting as well so clearly he's got power in his hands and that's great um and he's good on the ground but all that being said i just don't think it matters i i'd rather bet on wonder boy picking him apart and circling and I just see, I just see this as a Wonder Boy Thompson decision win. You know what I mean? I just see him picking him apart, avoiding that big shot, uh, avoiding going to the ground, and just frustrating the hell out of Gilbert Burns until he until he wins a decision. Is that how you see it, how, how you see the fight going down? Yeah, I feel like Stephen Thompson's just been like an under the radar, uh, like gatekeeper of the welterweight belt. Totally. In a way, I mean, you look at the last few years, going back to 2016. He drew Tyron Woodley, majority yeah. draw, went to decision against him in a rematch, beat Masvidal, then he lost to Darren Till and Anthony Pettis in 2018 and 19. That's right. Two guys that were very strong back yeah. then. Yep. And then he beats Vicente Luque in Which 2019. Which is a tough, tough fight. Tough yep. fight, and Jeff Neal as well. Yep, also tough fight. And, that, and, it's and Jeff like, Neal, was, he schooled him. It's him. almost like Steven Thompson's been the guy where it's like, okay, you think you're a welterweight yeah. fight con- like title contender? Like, yeah, he is the gatekeeper. For try sure. and, you, let's see what you do against Steven Thompson. Right. And Steven Thompson just kicks him in the head. And the, the, <laughs> only one, the only one uh, not in, or the only one in the top five who has not had a shot at Usman yet. So a lot of people are saying, okay, if he, if he gets this, this win over Burns, he should be guaranteed a title shot. And I agree with that assessment. Um, he's been the gatekeeper for long enough, proving that he's up at the top. So 
Yeah, I really hope he gets this win. I think Usman would want this fight too. Yeah, like honestly, Usman's obviously better. They match up size wise really well, and he hasn't fought him yet. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying like, "I want to fight new people." Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Boy Thompson uh, is the guy, and uh, I'm actually gonna go so far, Mark, to turn this from a minus one sixty five. I feel good enough about it to make it a decision pick uh, at plus one fifty. Uh, Thompson by decision. I just have a real vision for, I think, how how this fight's going to go, and I feel confident enough in it to go ahead and take a shot on that vision. So Thompson, by decision, I just see him circling, using his footwork, like I said, using his range uh, to to build up points and build up damage against Burns, frustrate him, and then win a three. It's a three-round fight. So it's a quick fight. It'll be over fast, and I think Thompson comes out with the points advantage. Uh, your reaction to that? Yeah, I can get behind that. I, honestly, I, I just... I straight up just don't know enough to say if I think someone's going to knock the other one out. Fair. This is a three-rounder? Yep. Yeah, a three-rounder by decision sounds fair. Yeah, Wonder Boy's been knocked out, but only when he gets hit like right on the button really well, and I just think he's going to keep enough range and distance to avoid that, and he'll be aware of Burns' power. So I, I think that's the strategy. That's why it's not priced ridiculously well at plus 150, but I still think it's worth the bet. Wonder Boy Thompson, Mark is taking him to get the win. I'm taking him by decision. The win is minus 165. The decision is plus 150. Last but not least is the main event. Before we break down the big old trilogy fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, it is time for a quick word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now over at WinBet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 in a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on the NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair and then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button, and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. This week, for example, a PropSwap customer sold a $200 12-to-1 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $1,200. That's a 5x return for the seller and adjusted odds of minus 160 for the buyer. Everybody wins better than every sports book in the country. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. So think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Draft day is happening also on July 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Ryan Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys. Plus 15 free entries to Best Ball Mania 2 will be given out. And if that wasn't enough, there's also a $500 draft day props contest based off of Kramer that you can enter in through the app. So download that app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com using the promo code SGPN. And finally, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Just like that, we're back. It is time to break down the main event in lightweight number five. The notorious Conor McGregor comes in 
Actually started as the favorite, but has been bet into an underdog position here, Mark. He is priced at plus 105 as the dog, and the number one ranked Dustin Poirier is the minus 125 favorite. Another very, very close line between these two. It is one apiece, and it's time for the trilogy. T-Mobile Arena in front of a sold-out crowd on perhaps the biggest card of the year. Man, first of all, Dana White went on and said this week that this fight has more pre, uh, pre-buys than any other fight in UFC history. More people have already bought this fight than any other UFC, including uh, McGregor and Khabib. Um, he said to pre-buy this fight because he's worried about, I don't know if you remember last time we had the issue here on the West oh, Coast of the ESPN Plus blackout where too many people were buying it at the same time. He's worried about that happening again. Millions of people are going to be on the app during the around 7 o'clock Pacific trying to buy this main card at the same time. Wow. Uh, Conor McGregor doing no media this week so far. Not on the UFC Embedded's. Not doing any interviews. He will be at the press conference, we think. But definitely a different look to not have McGregor doing a lot of these things. I mean, your initial thoughts on the fight, your reaction to how it's this fight week has played out so far. Uh, how you feeling? I'm excited. I don't know how I feel. It's like you said. It's like it's we weird, huh? don't know what we're gonna get out of McGregor because we've seen nothing. Right. It's. It, I feel in the dark. I feel in the dark. You know. All we've He's seen is a, the DMs he, screenshotted DM. Yeah, of, of Dustin's wife. We've seen that, and of course, we've seen. Uh, I'm gonna play the clip into the mic here. This is all. He's, this is all Connor's put out this week uh, for us to work with. Dustin. Pied. I'm coming for you, Pied. That's all we've had to react to, Mark. Yeah. Is McGregor with my uncertainty though? Yeah, we've just had it. We've just had sports betting guess. legend Matt Deemer enter the room. How's it going? Great. Yeah. Into the mic. You get one, one <laughs> word: McGregor or Poirier this weekend. Uh, it's got to be Dustin. Oh wow! Wow. I'm Taking not, the favorite. I'm not surprised. I'm what not are you surprised. drinking there? Uh, hazy beer. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> He's drunk. In, don't listen to him. He comes in in his boxers, <laughs> in his boxers and socks. McGregor doesn't get the left hand. Yeah. It's all Dustin. Yeah. Simple. It's true. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. From the pro himself. From the guy, the guy who uh, did that great show with you one time uh, a few weeks back. Just Austria plus two eighty. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Austria plus two eighty on that show for sure. Um, thanks, Matt. Thanks for thanks for the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> one of a kind. Um, yeah, I mean, what a weird video for McGregor to put out on Twitter. Uh, a voice recording of himself doing some trash talking. I don't know. I mean, Dustin looks even better than his last, the last pre-fight buildup. Um, what do you think? But it's just like it's sentimental value to bet on McGregor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here's I know. a here's a far-fetched question. It feels question. like a, uh, go ahead, go ahead. If McGregor loses, does he retire for no, real? No. Here's what happens if he loses. Okay. If he loses, he becomes a show pony. And I don't mean that like in a mean way, but he becomes a Masvidal, a Nate Diaz. He becomes a guy that's a fan favorite. Everyone loves to see. But bigger. But yeah, yeah, but bigger. But 
they love to see him in fun fights. Like he becomes a guy who gets put in these fun fights, but he's not, he's not like a top contender in the division anymore. He's not like a guy who's going after a title. He loses the, he'd be like what Tony Ferguson has been for the last couple. Yes. But that's a little different because he's kind of been on the decline and like, you've been watching him get beat by top prospects on the way up. McGregor would become, he would become a guy that they put in fun, fun, marketable fights. You know what I mean? They put him in the Nate Diaz trilogy. If he loses, I believe seriously, that's what happens if they, if he loses, that's what they're going to do with him. Uh, they could also put him against like a Masvidal cutting down to 155 or he'd go up to welterweight and five Masvidal. He becomes a fun fight guy, which is not a bad thing to be. Still makes a lot of money, but it loses that competitive edge. And okay, that, here's an idea. That that skill edge that he is as a top contender in the division. You know what I mean? If McGregor that. loses. Yeah. McGregor versus Makachev. Uh, that would never, that would never happen. Why not? Because Makachev is one... That's Khabib's boy. <laughs> and he's ranked nine. McGregor's five. Ferguson's six, so get him out of here. <laughs> that wouldn't happen because Makachev is... Well, I think he's way too good. Like, I don't think McGregor would, would want to do but that. But think about that fight. You have the guy that I Khabib understand. coaches against McGregor, and they're right there in the rankings. <laughs> I understand the appeal Makachev sure. wins to jump into the top five. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Poirier fights Oliveira, but also Gaethje Darius. But Nate Diaz McGregor three does uh, way more money, so that's that's what would happen. It'd be trust me if he if he loses this fight, that's why that's why Nate Diaz hasn't been booked yet. They're just waiting to see what happens. If, if Connor loses, it'll be it'll be Nate Diaz Connor McGregor three. That's what's gonna happen. And if Connor money maker, and if Connor wins, and if Connor wins, he goes straight for Oliveira. And a title shot. You think he goes from five to title shot? He yep. doesn't have to take on Gaethje? Correct. Yep. They give him the belt. Yeah, no, he'd for sure jump Chandler and Darius. Yep, yep. He jumps them. Uh, and if Poirier... Same thing with Poirier. If Poirier wins, he also gets a title shot. Whoever wins gets a title shot, I think. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> Darius, Gaethje, and... Um, uh, who was the other one you just said? Darius, Gaethje, and... Um, Michael Chandler's in Michael four. Chandler, yep. Uh, they all get left out in the uh, in the rain. I think uh, they have to wait their turn here. These two are bigger names, more marketable for the title fight. But oh my gosh! Anyway, breaking down the fight. Okay, they're gonna come out. Obviously, the leg kicks were the problem last time. Uh, it's not gonna happen again. No, it's not gonna happen. It's too again. obvious. Too obvious. So the leg kicks aren't gonna happen. If you're Dustin, though, how about some how about some takedowns? How about a little bit of how about a little bit of wrestling? Is he good enough though? Like McGregor's takedown defense is elite. He, he took him down last uh, last fight. Um, in the like first no round. one's ever, no one besides Khabib has ever wrestled Conor. Yeah, it's true. No, he has he has great takedown defense Successfully, for sure. But uh, I think the reason Dustin got a takedown last time is because McGregor was not expecting it at all. Um, so maybe they get into like you know the the hand fight and uh, he does get a takedown. Uh, it's just such an interesting fight, it's such a hard one to call. But I think. Uh, Especially because both the fights before, like obviously the first fight was a long time ago yeah. by now, but it was like McGregor knocked him out so quick, right? And then the second one, Poirier knocked him out yeah. early second round. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen them like stand up and go blows against each other. <sighs> yeah, and the question is like, <laughs> what our special guest there who just walked in and said it isn't that far off? Where like his left hand's so dangerous that if if he can land it in the first two rounds, then great. But if he doesn't, we all know that he doesn't have the best gas tank in the world. And 
uh, Poirier has shown us that he can go into that those deep dark waters and just like exchange dynamite with people. And he did that with uh, remember Dan Hooker where yeah that was an insane fight. fight. I mean, looking at that fight, like can you really see? Can you see Connor in that like situation? pulling it off like is he is he i don't think connor's is tank that is that, that bad late? i feel like that's it's an, pretty bad but dude. i think that's an easy way out because he's always knocked people out so quickly that people are like uh, like just question that he went four bad. rounds with khabib like four rounds yeah it's true. winning Wrestling. the third winning the third round and being otherwise dominated on the ground which is so tiring but it's harder to see it's harder to see uh fatigue when he's on his back like that like it's easier to see it you can even look at his win over nate diaz in the second fight uh he dominated the first two rounds knocked nate down twice with the left hand and then kind of gassed out in the last two. But that's Nate Diaz. That's an that's an anomaly. Because <laughs> his gas. Like, look so what good. Diaz just did to Edwards. Yeah, like true. he waited yeah. twenty four minutes and thirty <laughs> seconds, and then just took him to the took him to the house. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. It is. A, that is a. You could you could point to. You no, it's a weight class boxing. up. You could point to you could point to boxing if you wanted to point to the Mayweather fight and how he gassed out on that. <laughs> yeah, one. but I mean, <laughs> a little different. Yeah, I, 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 I but I feel like the from. sentimental value of taking Conor McGregor is real. I'd almost rather lose the money and root for Conor. <laughs> I know? know what you mean. I, I'm not gonna to take anything away from Dustin Poirier because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. But yep. Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor, yep. and there's some interesting props too. If mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with McGregor here, like mm-hmm. speaking on the back of the gas tank. You can take McGregor to win by decision. Because this is the other thing, right? If McGregor and Poirier go the distance, Mm -hmm. unless it is very obvious that Poirier won, (laughs) Dana White's phoning down and saying, (laughs) Connor gets the title shot. Yeah, right. So by decision, I think McGregor gets that advantage. And that's Mm -hmm. plus 625. 625. And I could also see the fight starting slow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to come out. Of, I don't think either of them are going to come out aggressive. Like I think the just, first two rounds are yeah. gimme rounds. I think, this, edges, I think this goes yeah. at least three rounds. Okay. You can take fight goes full three rounds plus 150. I like that bet. I, I do like that bet a lot. And I just feel like fights like these, if they go if they go three, they go four. And if they go four, they go five. Mm. There's just too much on the line here. You I, said it yourself, McGregor. You, you, in, oh, in some oh. words, he's you, pointing his finger right now. In some so words, you, know. you said, you said in in other words that McGregor's career is on the line. Uh, in a way, his his he becomes, legacy. He, you, he becomes not his career. A, not you his called career. him a show pony. His <laughs> he be, he becomes a circus trick. <laughs> yeah, he does. He becomes, he becomes a novelty fight if he loses this. No more belts on the it's line. Not, a, not his career on the line. It's his legacy. It's his legacy. Not his career. His legacy. He, he he will still make plenty, if not maybe even I don't want to say more money, but he'll make he'll make okay, plenty but of as money as an elite as fighter, a show pony. This is the end of his status as an elite yeah, fighter. Yeah, it's it's it could be the end of his uh yeah, his position, if you will, his position as a top level fighter. Yes. Yeah, well he's always gotten the benefit of the doubt. Like even when he comes off losses, he's still ranked really high. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't drop in the rankings. And when he does, he wins, he shoots back up. Like gosh, I really like the uh the over two and a half. I like that more than picking a winner, to be honest with you. That's full three rounds. So the yeah, third round's got to finish. Yeah. Uh, it's got to get into the fourth. Shit, I don't know. Over over two and a half. No, over three and a half is plus 170. So that, that means to... Oh, maybe the line's changed yeah, yeah, since yeah, I yeah. entered it. No, I can get over two and a half. Uh, so that just means uh, two rounds have to complete. You know, the start of the third round has to happen. 
I can get that for plus 110. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's that's a really – I think that's honestly safe. Yeah. I like that more than picking a winner, and there's more value on it at plus 110 rather than picking a winner too. So oh, I'm going to have to adjust my – I'm going to throw that out there. Over think, two and a half rounds plus 110. I mean, the only way that doesn't work is, I mean, obviously their last two fights it didn't work. <laughs> so it's kind of funny yeah. to point it, point it at that way. But uh, the ways it doesn't work is if uh, – I think the only way is if Connor lands a big left hand. I, I think Connor's – going to make too many adjustments strategy wise. I don't think he can get finished again within two rounds. You know what I mean? I don't see that happening again. Right. I think the way it happens is if Connor lands a big left hand and, and puts Dustin away, but I also don't necessarily see that happening. So, uh, that's, that's my favorite one here over two and a half plus plus one ten. But for sentimental value, happy to jump on the Connor bandwagon with you because I also don't want to be rooting against Connor and, and potentially his last very, very competitive, important, uh, title implications fight you know based on right now right we obviously haven't seen mcgregor no yet. it's so hard to read especially if he was doing media it would be so much easier like ah, oh, god he's so hard to read <laughs> you know what i mean though but it helps the media helps read conor mcgregor because he he's like a roller coaster he goes up and down and you don't know which one you're gonna get and the media helps tell the last fight was too friendly it was way too friendly last They're literally fight. like promoting each other's hot sauce yeah. and whiskey at the yeah. press conference. Yeah, way too friendly. Way too friendly. Um, I mean, this one, he's being a little bit more savage on Twitter, which I like to see in terms of betting on him. But uh, but still, it's we've never seen him not do media before like this. And it, it makes me a little nervous. It's a whole new look. Yeah, makes me a little he's nervous. He's been training in Los Angeles mm-hmm. yep. secretly. Um, McGregor fast. Yeah. <laughs> McGregor, McGregor fast. Yep. Yep. Whoever named that, uh, yeah. But here's a question for you, though. I ahead. wanted to ask. If McGregor wins, you were saying he gets the title shot against Oliveira. 100%, yep. Obviously, we haven't seen the package he's coming out with for this weekend yet. Yeah. If McGregor, knowing what we know as of now, McGregor versus Oliveira was this weekend instead, mm-hmm. what happens? Who wins? Uh, Oliveira wins by submission. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I'm saying, does Connor have two fights left at best? Um, three yes. fights left at best, maybe. Yes, but if because look who he has to get fed he, to if he loses uh, to Oliveira. But if he wins this fight, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Two fights at best, but uh, if he wins this fight, then he gets three because uh, he loses to Oliveira and then he gets another big one. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, and then he gets another big one and he's still up there. I don't know. I just feel like if he loses this one. He gets Nate Diaz, which which then pushes him even farther down the totem pole compared to like, because realistically, if he loses, uh, then he should be given to. If you're looking at the implications of the the rankings, he should be given to Gaethje. He should be given to Michael Chandler, or he should be given to Dariush. Agree? If he loses to if he Oliveira, loses, if he loses to Dustin this weekend, he should be given to Gaethje, Dariush, or Chandler. Agree? Right. And the way the rankings are set up. He should be given to a top f- one of those guys, right? No? Unless they wanted to fight each other, like Gaethje and Darius could fight each other. Yeah, that's true. But 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 then Chandler's there as well, and, and, and Dustin's good. He okay, should fight yeah, one of those guys. I see what you're saying. Uh, but that's not going to happen because Nate Diaz is worth more money if Connor loses. He gets Nate Diaz. My point is, if that happens, and no matter how that fight with Nate Diaz goes, too much time is passing Diaz now. would win. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> okay. Too much time is passing now where he's like... He's just out of that top five, and and it feels like he's not really a part of that conversation or equation anymore. So I, I just think he needs to, 
he needs to win this fight to delay to delay that at some point. I do think it's inevitable that he loses anyway and gets bumped down, but he, he extends his status as a top contender if he wins. Fair enough. I'm still pulling anyway, for the. I, I'm pulling for him to win, but yeah. if not, I want I want the Islam yeah, fight. Yeah, very <laughs> for sure. So v- very tough uh, fight to call. Uh, we're both gonna t- lean Conor McGregor uh, as the dog here at plus one hundred five to get the job done. But I mean, Dustin Poirier has looked phenomenal. Hard to bet against him as well. Hard to bet on either of these guys. Realistically, from like a sports betting advice perspective. Like not a good fight to bet on at all. Like it's, even though there's tape on these guys out there between the, of them fighting before, like it's a very very hard fight to pick. So bet at your own risk. But I do think my favorite pick is that over two and a half rounds at plus one ten. That's more valuable than taking uh, either of these guys to win the fight. Um, any other thoughts or props on this? Yeah, I'm gonna jump on that prop. I am gonna take McGregor on the money line just because I want to. But like okay. you said, I wouldn't advise it, mm-hmm. especially. Sports betting pro Matt Deemer in one word has <laughs> gone against it. So that always makes me quake in my boots a bit. And yep. a full three rounds plus 150? Something to, I don't think uh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Something to think about. I would do that if I if you hadn't told me about the two and a half rounds. Yeah, over two and a half. But getting into the third round, I think, is, is solid. Yep, for sure. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, visit me at BetOnKyle on Twitter. Rate no lock dog parlay. Oh, I guess we should do a lock dog parlay. Good call. Let's do one. When we go to gamble, we go to lose subconsciously. I'm still alive. All right. That's the one. Lock dog parlay. I was ready to cash our checks, Mark. Not to say that you should. Yeah. But if you want to make some more money, or if, yeah, yeah, you want to make some more money for listeners, we can, we can do lock Not dog Not to say that you shouldn't subscribe to the podcast or look at Kyle on social media. But. All right, Mark. What's your lock for this one? Fuck. I didn't even fill it out. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. O'Malley minus 900. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think O'Malley's definitely the lock. Uh, I'd be willing to lock into Ivasa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't. I would. I would. My next closest lock would actually be Stephen Thompson uh, minus one sixty five. But O'Malley's definitely the lock. So let's let's share O'Malley as the lock minus nine hundred. Closely followed by Stephen minus Thompson. Minus nine hundred. Uh, your dog, your diggity dog, is going to be McNuggets, is it not? Uh, yeah. You could do McGregor money line plus one hundred five. But what about why not? Why not McGregor decision plus six twenty five? Okay, that's a that's a that's a juicy one. Okay, uh, my dog is going to be going to be uh, Thompson by decision plus one fifty is my favorite plus money bet probably, uh, but of course McGregor is a dog as well. Uh, closing it out with a parlay, um, Mark. Any parlays you like for this week? Yeah, I'm gonna parlay all of them except McGregor. So that's gonna be Stephen Thompson minus one sixty five. I like that you're leaving out McGregor. That's, that's yeah, like, that's an experience better. Tuivasa minus one forty, Aldana minus one twenty. Might as well throw Sean O'Malley at minus yes. nine hundred, and that will cash out at plus four sixty one. Okie dokie, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna do a three fight parlay. Sean O'Malley, of course, at minus nine hundred. Tied to Ivasa minus one forty, and Stephen Thompson minus one sixty five for a plus two oh six. Nothing fancy uh, payout. That's it. There's the lock dog parlay. Like I said, subscribe, rate, review. Visit us at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. More soccer and more fight sports betting content on the way. Any last words from Mark before we close out the show for the weekend? Check out the SGPN app, and we'll see you next week.